Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 85, Writing a Query Letter, coming to you on Tuesday, July 3rd, 2018. First of all, I have to do a quick hello and happy 4th of July, happy Independence Day to U.S. listeners. By the time you hear this, it's probably after 4th of July because why would you be listening to podcasts when you can be eating potato salad and hot dogs? (laughs) I hope that you had a wonderful time, that you saw great fireworks, and um, yeah, I I hope somebody sends me a potato salad recipe. I love potato salad. I couldn't eat enough potatoes (laughs) probably in my whole life. I love potatoes. Anyway, uh, no 4th of July here in Sweden, of course, but it's making me think I could go find some potato salad, so maybe I'll do that. (laughs) Uh, You are probably hearing a terrible echo, and I apologize, but the good news is we are officially moved into our new home. Yay! It's just that my office, which is, if you're watching on YouTube, completely white. <laughs> and if you're just listening, you are listening to the echo of nothing being in my office, except for my desk, my chair, and my laptop. <laughs> so um, I moved in, and hopefully soon I will get everything organized in such a way that the um, sound is better, that the light stays good, and... Uh, and we'll, we'll just try to keep on making this better and better. The um, episode that I kind of didn't want to do and thought about maybe just not publishing after I recorded it was the episode on burnout. I think it's episode number 76. And it was very long and very personal and um, in some ways easy to share because I want to help other people. And in some ways difficult because I was trying to really share everything so that it would be helpful. Um, That episode has now officially had more downloads in a 30-day period than any other episode of the podcast. So it's got me thinking that (laughs) not only am I not the only one, but there's a lot of other people who, you know, are either suffering from it or you're wondering if you're suffering from it or... You know, I don't know, but there's a lot of people listening to that episode. So um, I was thinking that um, giving you occasional updates and bringing in other guests to talk about what we can do and how it happens and how we can avoid it, how we can get over it, uh, would be something that you would find interesting and helpful. So um, I've got a couple of people um, that are looking at schedules and trying to figure out when they have time to be interviewed. I've got some more ideas for some more people. And my hope is that me helping you will also help me. So um, that's part of the update. And then the other part that I was like, I could just not say that, but here it is. Really difficult day. Like I'm so happy. I'm so happy with my new apartment and everything, my new home. Um, But today's just been a really tough day, and I I just haven't been able to get myself to do anything productive, and I feel like crap about that, and then I feel guilty, and I feel guilty about feeling bad, and oh, so um, so there it is, um, lots of good times, lots of difficult times, and I thought, you know, I might as well share because there are people who are interested. So what am I doing? Well, it took me all day. I'm a almost a day late in the schedule that I try to keep for the podcast. And, um, and finally, I just told myself, listen, 
John's going to be home from work in 45 minutes. You just need to do a 10-minute broadcast. That's it. Just do 10 minutes. You can do that. And I was just trying to be really sweet and gentle and kind with myself. So if you are struggling, trying to figure out how are you just going to get the next thing done, um, maybe just pick the one most important thing that you feel like really needs to be done and see how much you can get done in 10 minutes. Or think about some type of uh, tool like that that you could use. Um, it, you know, for you, your situation is going to be different. Um, every single one of us, you know, feels differently and has different responsibilities and different feelings about those responsibilities. So, uh, you know, maybe start there and ask yourself if maybe there's another way that you could do it that's um, going to work even better for you than just saying, I'm going to take my number one priority and work on it for 10 minutes and see how that goes. So I hope that helps somebody. I hope it helps you. And um, hopefully me not being afraid to talk about it will help me and you. And uh, I am going to bring on um, more guests who can give us some, some better ideas about how it works. Um, I won't talk more about it now, but I have been learning more about it. And um, it's surprised me. Uh, and yet it would appear that I am the exact right kind of person who would get burnout. So who knew? <laughs> so we'll talk more about that in future and hopefully in a way that is super helpful for you as well. So in the meantime, last week we were talking to Laura Drake and she was helping us with pitches because many of us um, may be going to a conference or in some other way participating in some sort of pitch to an editor or agent to uh, try to get them to like our book and want to read more and maybe want to buy it or buy the rights to it or represent us or whatever. So um, on the heels of that, and because I had also mentioned to you that I found out Hallmark Publishing has an open submission period now through Labor Day in the U.S., which is something like September 3rd, so about one, two more months, um, pretty much exactly, I guess, <laughs> at the time that I'm recording this uh, for today's podcast. Uh, so over the next two months, um, anybody who has a cozy mystery and I think um, romance, romantic comedies, all those sorts of things are the sorts of things that Hallmark Publishing is accepting full manuscripts only, I believe, for. Um, I haven't double-checked that um, right before coming on air, but I'm almost certain that, that that's what I read. Anyway, just go to Hallmark Publishing or Google Hallmark Publishing and um, you can find out the uh, information on what they're looking for. Now, one of the things that they need, in addition to the full manuscript, is a query letter. So with all of these things sort of coming together, and it's the thing that I need to write next as I um, submit one of my books to them, I thought we would talk about query letters for a minute. Now the person that, uh, for the last probably 10 or 15 years, that I've looked to for great information on the traditional publishing side of the publishing world has been Nathan Bransford. At the time that he started his blog, he was a literary agent at Curtis Brown, and he became an author himself. And I don't know if his blog is really active um, that much anymore. Must be at least a little bit active because his bio is up to date. Uh, but the thing is, is that he has probably hundreds of articles that are pretty much all helpful. <laughs> and in my mind, he has one of the best articles on query letters. 
So if you were to go to blog.nathanbransford.com or just Google Nathan Bransford, which is N-A-T-H-A-N-B-R-A-N-S-F-O-R-D, nathanbransford.com, he has so many great articles. And in fact, even if you just Google query letter template, his um, blog post on, of the same title will come up in the, in the top 10 on your Google search. So he's got an article here. It's actually from 2008, but in traditional publishing, um, really not that much has changed when it comes to querying and how to write a query letter. So this article is still super helpful. And because he's a children's book author as well, he's just got a fun voice. It's a very easy read and it's a fun read. And I was looking, thinking, um, how can I uh, encapsulate what he's saying for you? But the fact is, his article is really all that you need. And it's, in fact, what I'm going to use to create my query letter for Hallmark. So let me just tell you, this is what, in the, in the course of the article altogether, and he gives a lot more explanation and links to other um, blog posts that will give you even more information, uh, this is the actual letter. Dear Agent Name, I chose to submit to you because of your wonderful taste in genre and because you, and then you added personalized tidbit about the agent. New paragraph. Protagonist's name, whatever that is, is a description of protagonist living in whatever the setting is. But when complicating incident happens, protagonist name, must, and then whatever the protagonist's quest is, and some sort of verb, and then the villain, in order to, and then whatever the protagonist's goal is. In the next paragraph, title of book is a word count work of genre. I am the author of, list your author's credits, uh, this is optional. And this is my first novel, so you're putting that in if uh, you don't really have any author's credits. And then last paragraph, thank you for your time. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Best wishes, your name. Now, this obviously is a formula, but Nathan writes the whole thing in the idea of like a Mad Lib. So if you've ever done Mad Libs and if you like that sort of thing, like it's just a fun way to look at it and make it not look so scary or so hard. And he goes on to say that, of course, this is a formula, and this is the most um, simple version of it. And so it would be very boring if you filled it in with the bare minimum of exactly what he is, um, is gotten his brackets in each of these areas. But the idea is, is that you start with this as sort of a skeleton, you know, a template. And then you elaborate and... Um, make it your own, you know, with your, get your own personality in there. He also gives um, three, I think, examples of really great query letters in different genres so that you can see how a more serious tone or a lighter tone or a children's author tone would come across best. But so I haven't written mine. This is what I'm going to use, the template that I'm going to use to write my query letter to Hallmark. So if I can find the name of the person that I know the, quer the query is going to, I'll actually put in their name. Otherwise, instead of dear, and then in brackets he has agent's name, I'll have dear Hallmark Publishing Editor, because that's who I'm sending it to. And then um, 
for the first paragraph, it's, it's kind of that, why am I sending you this query and do I know anything about you? Have we met sort of thing? So for instance, if you had met someone before at a conference or, you know, if you were a follower of theirs online and you had, you know, tweeted back and forth with them or, you know, had messages back and forth on their blog or something, this is the place in that first paragraph that you would just mention how you know them. I don't know any of the people at Hallmark Publishing, so I'll probably, you know, say something in, you know, a professional but kitty sounding voice that's like, uh, you know, I love Hallmark movies and just found out that uh, you also are putting out books and, you know, I know these authors and love their work and I think that you might like mine as well, you know, something like that. And that the whole query letter, of course, is something that'll take you what feels like half as long as it took you to write a book <laughs> because you want it to be right. But having this template will be a huge start and honestly, it probably won't take you more than a week if you like work on it a little bit and then let it just sit there and you know simmer in the back of your brain and come at it the next day and, and tweak it a little bit and then come at it the next day and tweak it a little bit. So even over the course of a week, you probably won't spend four or five hours on it. Um, I'm just trying to give you an idea of how I'll probably do it. Uh, if you're less of a perfectionist than me, <laughs> it'll probably take you a little bit less time. So in that second paragraph, that is the paragraph that is very similar to the back cover copy of your book. So um, for mine, you know, protagonist name would be something like um, Cassie Lane. I'm totally doing this, by the way, without any notes. I'm like, okay, what is my book about? So the second paragraph would be something like um, Cassie Lane is a small town girl who loves living in her small town world. Uh, but when, and then it says complicating incident, so it'll probably be, um, but when Uncle Willie uh, learns that he's dying, uh, Cassie um, must, uh, you know, and then it'll be something like uh, put aside her hard feelings with childhood friends, Danny Kincaid, so that the two of them can, you know, take care of Uncle Willie's last wishes, something like that. And then um, something that, gives us an idea of what her goal is, it's very important, why she cares about it, very important, because those two things will help us, the reader, to care about it. We're like, oh, she wants to take care of her uncle and she's willing to set aside her differences with her childhood best friend, which obviously, I don't know what happened, but they had differences, um, and she's willing to like put the past in the past so that they can take care of her uncle. Well, that's understandable, you know, if I had a family member that I loved who was dying, of course I would do something like that. So you want to give, give um, something that's happening in, in the plot, you know, this main idea of the story, the, the feel that we would be able to sympathize with it. So what do they want and um, why do they care about it? And that will help us to care. So that's the second paragraph. And then the third paragraph is just the details. So for instance, Hallmark Publishing is only accepting full completed manuscripts. And they are accepting uh, manuscripts from uh, unpublished authors, unagented authors, uh, self-published authors, traditionally published authors who have had their rights reverted on a book. Um, pretty much sounds pretty across the board. So um, this third paragraph is where you put the information on your book. So, for instance, I'll say something like, Love at the Fluff and Fold is a 73,000-word 
uh, romantic comedy set in a small town or something like that. Um, because small town is part of the kind of um, subtitle of the series. It's the Strays of Loom Lake. I don't have the information in front of me, but I'll go and look and see exactly how I set it up on Amazon. Um, because I think it says something like a small town romance or something like that as sort of part of the, the tag on the end. So I'll, I'll word that in a way that it's clear but not over wordy. Uh, and then the next line, because I do have author credits, I'll say, you know, I'm also the author of, and I won't list them all, but I'll probably put like, you know, um, blah, 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 novels and short stories, um, maybe list the series names or something like that. I'll have to figure out what is a concise way to list my author credits there. So if you had um, publishing credits, you would put it there. If you don't have any book publishing credits, but maybe you've published some short stories or you've been in an anthology, uh, even if you've only had a magazine article published, um, and if you haven't had anything published, then you probably just want to leave it. Like you don't want to say I'm an unpublished author necessarily. The fact that you didn't say what your publishing credits are would make them believe that you probably are an unpublished author. If you've won any kind of notable award, that would also be the paragraph to put it in. Um, if this were my superhero series that I was pitching them book one on, then I would say um, I'm expected superhero, received an honorable mention in the 2000 and I forget, 14 or something, uh, global independent I forget the name of the award. Anyway, so um, if, the, if the book that I was pitching had won an award, I would mention it. Um, you may consider just mentioning that you are an award-winning author, but I would be careful not to oversell yourself. You don't want to, you know, kind of the, the old adage that you want your praise to come from somebody else. <laughs> you don't want to be the one praising yourself. So that's my opinion on, on uh, not overdoing it too much in that, in that paragraph. You want to come at them professionally, you know, tooting your own horn, yes, but with some humility. <laughs> and then some sort of um, last closing that uses your personality and the way that you would say, thank you for your time and I look forward to hearing from you soon. It, you might actually write it exactly like that. And then however you sign professional emails, best wishes, warm regards, or just regards, or sincerely, or you know whatever's the way that you do it. So that is the general idea of what you need. It's not really that much information, but it does feel like it takes a lot of time and tweaking to really get the right words, um, to get the strongest sets of words together so that it's on the one hand, as concise as it needs to be, but as long as it needs to be as well. And I'm sure that because you're a writer, you totally understand <laughs> the tension in between those two areas. And it's just, you know, it's just part of the tension of being a writer. So I'm going to put links in the show notes to this particular blog by Nathan. And he also, that, I'm sorry, that blog post I meant, um, his whole blog is awesome. And you can do tons of searches on really any writing or traditional publishing topic that you could possibly want to know. Um, I'm also going to link to another blog post called The One Sentence, One Paragraph, and Two Paragraph Pitch. That's also on Nathan's blog. And then, um, like I said, he always links to other related blog posts when he's writing a new blog post, even though 
all these are much older, but um, he always links to things that you, he thinks that you might also find interesting. So there's another blog, blog post called How to Write a Query Letter. So I'll put a link in there to that as well. Um, but in general, these are things that you can just query and see what um, other people are doing. In general, again, the most query letters are going to have pretty much that kind of a template to it. Um, formula, if you like. It's going to start with a paragraph about um, why you're pitching to them, why you're querying them, uh, and whether or not you know them. And then the second, and sometimes people will do two paragraphs depending on how many characters are in the story. If there's two main pro protagonists, um, particularly like in a romance, you might put uh, two paragraphs so that you can have two main protagonists being talked about. Um, so the second or second and third paragraph will be specifically about your story, the protagonist, the setting, the conflict, what the character's goal is, you know, basically what do they want and why do they want it in some way that makes um, the reader, in, which in this case would be an editor or an agent, um, also be thinking, oh yeah, I can totally see why that would be important. And then, you know, the final paragraphs about um, the book itself and where it fits in the literary world and about you. And then thank you and I hope to hear from you soon or something to that effect. So that's pretty much it. Not very difficult, um, especially if you've got this formula. If you're just flying by the seat of your pants going, well, I need to write a query, I guess I'll say, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Now you don't have to do that. Now you've got a formula, a recipe, if you will. And then just, you know, tweak it so that it works the best for you. So I hope that is helpful for you. And if anybody else is sending something to Hallmark Publishing, good luck. If you're uh, pitching or querying to some other agents and editors during the course of this week, year, <laughs> good luck to you. I hope that you have excellent success. And remember that when you're getting replies, if they are rejections, and for the most part, most people get you know more rejection rejections than acceptances. For one thing, if it were an agent, you you really are only looking to get one. So, <laughs> however many rejections it takes until you get the acceptance, you you might get like the second editor that you, uh, or sorry, second agent that you query. So you know you might not have very many. But in general, just keep in mind that if somebody's rejecting you, it isn't you personally. It either has to do with um, it's just not, not the right match, not the right mix and match between you, them, and your book and the sorts of stuff that they're used to selling or want to sell. In which case, um, be glad that someone who is really not the right match to you isn't offering you um, some sort of you know representation or, or contract because if it's not a right match, you can imagine it wouldn't actually go well. So be glad about that part. And also, you know, there's a certain amount of, you just keep putting yourself out there until eventually you find the right match. And sometimes you put yourself out there for the ones that you believe are the right match. And if you don't get those, then you're like, okay, then my, my other thing that I was going to do if I don't get into one of these particular publishing houses that I really like and admire and, and believe that they, you know, treat people well and that sort of thing. 
um, then maybe you'll be thinking about self-publishing, which is also totally doable. Um, the reason why I'm sending my book to Hallmark is because I think that they're a good company. They put out good products. Um, I feel like I really understand their brand because I am, in fact, uh, a tried and true Hallmark customer in every sense of the word. <laughs> in fact, during my, um, I'm trying not to think of it as burned out, but yeah, my day that wasn't going very well today, I actually watched two Hallmark movies. So yeah, there's that. But I was trying to tell myself that it was research for when I sent in my book. Whatever. We both know it wasn't research, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, so basically don't be down don't get don't and tell yourself before you send things out like I'm not going to be upset about this like I'll be disappointed sure I'll let it bother me for a day but then like I'm gonna get over it and send to the next person and wait for the next person's reply because um, I've heard many people say a bad contract is definitely worse than no contract so don't let rejections bother you overly much. That's my advice to you today as well. So I got to go write a query letter. Um, maybe after dinner, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> I hope that if you're writing one, this is very helpful. Go over to the show notes, which are at podcast.rightnowworkshop.com and look for episode 85. And I'll have links to those blogs for Nathan. Or just go ahead and do some searches, do some Googling and um, You'll find all sorts of information, some of which might be more helpful to you than others, uh, particularly if you're looking for more of a nonfiction query or a query about how to get into a magazine article, uh, into a magazine. I saw um, some links on that, uh, doing queries to magazines. So all sorts of stuff up, out there. And I hope that it is very helpful to you. If you are someplace where you're celebrating something like a holiday, a summer vacation, a winter vacation. <laughs> I hope that you are having a lovely, lovely day and we will talk more soon. Mm -hmm.